Before we get into today's Reddit stories, I first of all need to tell you about one of my other favorite Reddit podcasts out there, The OKOP Show. If you guys are looking for even more daily Reddit content, then The OKOP Show with John and Sam is perfect for you. Just search for the letters OKOP wherever you get your pods. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. What is going on, everyone? And welcome to the Entitled Paris episode you have all been waiting for. This is part three, the final part of the incredible Entitled Parents story that I've covered over the past week, in which an entitled family try and steal a house from their own son. Now it goes without saying, if you haven't already seen part one and part two, you need to go back and listen and watch those before we get into part three. The links to those are down below right now. They're also behind the i button if you're on YouTube or whatever platform you're on, they're at the top of the description. Go and watch them or this just won't make any sense and you'll make me sad. Now I don't wanna give any spoilers as to what's happened so far. So this is your last warning. Click the links right now or it's all gonna be ruined. However, Most recently, this is what's happened. If you remember, we just had a big old Mexican standoff between OP and his family for pretty much the first time. The police had his back quite literally. He was just saying exactly what he thought. And these guys, his family, had no real response. It was quite beautiful to see, if I'm honest. But anyway, without further ado, let's get into part three, the update we've all been waiting for. This is it. What happens next? Here we go. My parents, brother, and sister-in-law showed up to Christmas at my house when they knew they were unwelcome. I was trying to keep things to two posts, but I realized while compiling everything that part two was just too dang long. So I've divided it into a part three. For those who commented on mass to get cameras, I will when I can afford it. I'm still in financial recovery from buying a house last year. And as far as I know, good cameras need a decent computer to record to. And I don't have anything more than a three-year-old laptop that runs Windows 10. Yes, I am aware of doorbell cams. That'll be the first kind I get. For those who kept saying that I should have just gotten my brother and sister-in-law arrested, the only reason I didn't was because they are parents. Their kids need them. And if Dan was arrested, he'd likely lose his job. And without that, his family has no money. Now, my sister-in-law has a baby that's only a few months old right now. Neither of them need to end up in jail. But you don't need jail for revenge. Police can help, yes, but I got payback without filing a police report. Would I be this merciful again? More than likely not, and they know it. I decided to wait on making an account and posting until after the new year, just in case more stuff happened. And it did. As previous readers know, my sister-in-law was making passive-aggressive posts on social media that were obviously directed at me. Especially after she had her fourth baby in November. She was posting the same repetitive nonsense over and over again. She just found semi-clever ways of rewording it. But she pretty much kept regurgitating that she was tired of living with my parents. That there isn't enough space. She needs her own house. Blah, blah, blah. 
I know I sound dismissive, but live through what I have with these people and you'd be ready to sarcastically play tiny violins in front of them too. They're just that bad. Now, since I waited until January to make an account, more happened, just like I thought. I stated before that I'd invited half the family for a Christmas Eve party at my house and everyone I invited all came, even though it was a fairly long drive of around three to four hours for them. But they wanted to come and show me their supports. I was praised by them a lot for how hard I'd worked to get a house on my own and that they were sorry for everything I'd gone through. I was asked why I didn't just take my camper and drive the three hours back to them instead of living pretty much homeless for so long. And I had to sheepishly admit that I was very attached to living around here and I had my best employment opportunities in this area. My hometown doesn't have a lot of great job opportunities in my field, if any at all. And I wanted to make my own way as much as I could. An answer they overall accepted. We moved on to having a rather nice party. The best I'd been to in years. Some relatives even brought CDs of great Christmas albums. And I have to say, the one my uncle brought of Ray Charles was my favorite. He sings Christmas songs like no one else I've heard. It was a grand and happy time. I felt like for once, I could just forget my past issues and enjoy the moment. But... I wouldn't be writing this if it had stayed that way. About two hours into the party, you know who showed up. My parents, brother, and sister-in-law popped in trying to look all smiles. They didn't even knock, just walked right in my front door like they were meant to be there. I shut off the music and told them to leave immediately. They begged to stay and said they brought gifts. But one of my uncles stood up and yelled at them before I got another chance to speak. And he said they don't deserve to be in my home all my life after the trash they tried to pull months earlier and he was backed up by several other relatives mind you this guy is my mother's brother and he used to love her to pieces until he found out about all the stuff that went on between me and my parents my grandparents my mother's parents as old as they are hurriedly got in between us and said to my parents that if they want to make amends with me it's far too soon and they've never been more disappointed in them than they were this past year they'd hidden their favoritism for my brother from prying eyes for a long time but nobody was fooled anymore and they needed to make a serious effort to try and actually treat me like a son if they ever wanted to be in my life again then they turned to dan and my sister-in-law and said they've seen the repetitive nonsense my sister-in-law keeps posting they're tired of it and to just let it go already my house will not become their new home my sister-in-law went back to her old standard of crying and had a pity party about how she should be the one living here and not me she plopped down in a chair to have a tantrum and say it wasn't fair i got this house to myself when i have no family of my own and she has four kids that need more space and she just wanted a better place to live in and feel like a real mum. It was petty of me, but I loudly pointed out that she sucks as a mother because she lets my mother do most of the parenting while she sits on her butt all day, drinking, playing on her phone, or going out and spending all of Dan's money. And she has the nerve to complain about it. I even joke that I'm surprised her baby doesn't get drunk from her breast milk since she drinks so much booze which I admit went a bit too far as I got some stairs. And my sister-in-law demanded to know if I was calling her a bad mum. I said the evidence speaks for itself. And if she wanted to be able to afford to move out of my parents' house someday, then she needs to put her college degree to some use, get a job, and learn to save money. My mother already does most of the childcare for my brother's kids anyway, so she'd have plenty of time after her baby gets a little older. My brother's eldest kid, who's seven years old, ran up to start kicking and screaming at me for yelling at his mum, and he kept at me about how his mum said that I was the bad guy who made her cry and didn't let them live here. That's when my brother grabbed his son to pull him away, but all the other relatives jumped back in, and this sort of turned into a family intervention against my sister-in-law and brother. 
She was crying. Her new baby was crying. Her kids were crying. Heck, even Dan was very nearly in tears from the verbal lashing he was being assaulted with. He ended up just sitting on the ottoman I keep shoes in by the front door and looking like a complete wreck. He couldn't look anyone in the eye. He couldn't even say two words to me. Not with a whole house filled with angry people ready to judge him if he tried to let out his inner golden child again. If they weren't there to get in his way, I bet this would have ended up a repeat of when he tried to order me around to try and take my house months earlier. By this point though, he'd been so thoroughly humiliated that his and my parents' reputation in the family was completely destroyed because the masks were all now off. Soon after, my parents, brother, and sister-in-law all left in defeat. The party resumed and we all avoided speaking about what just happened for the rest of the evening. Since most of the adults had been drinking, everyone stayed the night in my house. I even let some of them sleep in the camper so there'd be enough space. I admit, it also makes a good guest house. My relatives all wanted a tour of it earlier as well. And they said they couldn't believe I'd been living in it for around two years. I got a lot of questions about it, like what summer and winter was like, and so on. I was up earlier than everyone else Christmas morning and had a fresh pot of coffee and some ibuprofen for those spiked eggnog hangovers a few of them had. I was complimented on being a way nicer host than my parents ever were, and we all agreed to do this again next Christmas. After Christmas, my sister-in-law did finally stop making posts that were obvious digs at me and deleted all the old ones as well. But shortly after the new year, she more recently made a new post complaining about how she tried to convince my parents to get a camper like I had so it could be set up in the backyard. So then Dan and his family could use the whole house as their family home. Well, a taste of one's own medicine is never fun because my parents turned that idea down vehemently, I hear. No one is going to push them out of their own home, let alone their master bedroom. The post was only up for a couple of days before my sister-in-law removed it and she's hardly posted anything since then. She loves to complain, but if a tree falls and no one is around to hear it, can it still complain? My sister-in-law, I guess, has realized there's no point in doing it now when no one hears it anymore. And Dan can't afford to move his family out on his salary alone anytime soon. If they end up expecting another child in the next few years, I won't be surprised. Things have mellowed down for me since then, and I've even invited friends over for a poker night. I suck at poker because I can never remember a dang thing about it, but so what? We get to drink beer and eat junk food while being merry idiots. We all loaded up on whoppers from Burger King and just had at it the best way four grown men can when they just want to have a good, unadulterated time and get drunk. I think maybe around summer, I'll look into possibly dating someone. I'm not exactly getting younger here. Fingers crossed that goes well. My camper just sits idle in my yard now. And I admit there were some days I went out there just to spend time in it. I did live in it for two years. It's like my second home. And maybe one day I'll actually get to use it for camping like it was meant to be. I've never been camping. My parents considered it a waste of time. So it would be a completely new experience for me. This pretty much marks the end of what happened. My parents, brother and sister-in-law have all been staying very clear of me. In fact, they seem to have gone back to acting like I don't exist, like they did before I bought a house. Not like that bothers me at all. It's better that way. But they'll inevitably come back in some way. I know they will. I just wonder what kind of stupid thing they'll do next. If anything notable like all this ever happens again, I'll make another post if this account is still active. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. 
In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And there we go then. That is the conclusion of one of the most compelling entitled parent stories that I've seen on this subreddit in a long time. That was great from start to end. And I actually feel like one day I'll make it into an episode of its own. Gotta say, OP, fair play to you. Fair play to your extended family. You absolutely cannot pick who you're born to. But the fact is, you seem to have now come through your entire adolescence, your youth, and just survived, if anything. And now, finally, your extended family have actually realized the way these people, who are our very close family, siblings even, are parts of this, you know, daughters, parents, etc., are actually just horrible people. And we'd be a lot better off spending Christmas Day without them. And that is what you did. And it was great. What a surprise. All I will say, though, is the ending is a little bit ominous because Opie says they'll inevitably come back in some way. I know they will. I'll make another post if that happens. So maybe one day we'll have part four. Honestly, for your sake, Opie, I hope not. For my sake and us watching, you know, give us some more entertainment. But no, seriously, oh, amazing to have got through all of this. Fair play to you, OP. And genuinely, I really hope that that is the end of their involvement. Well, their negative involvement, let's just say that, in your life. So then, guys, that is going to do it for this one. I've got part one and part two. Part one up here, part two down here on screen, in case you still haven't watched them for whatever reason. If you are new to the channel, hit this button down here to subscribe. And as you can see, I also post these episodes in audio-only form on Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts. You know, just search up Redditor and I'll be there. Yes, I will. With that being said, I really hope you did enjoy it. And I will see you again tomorrow with a brand new Reddit episode. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.